Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, guys, we're, uh, we're back. We don't yet have a full house. We may not have a full house tonight, but it's uh, episode, gosh, maybe 105 of Thanksgiving Eve, uh, Eve of the football season edition of Sneaky Good Podcast. Um, we don't yet have Poser. We might get them later tonight, but right now you're just hanging out with me, Zach Rajunda. We got PK as always producing, and as always, we got our X's and O's, our film guy, the smartest man in LSU football. They really should consider hiring him. Max. Hello, Max. Oh, that would be, that would be such a bad idea. But I like, I mean, if you're going to hire Bill O'Brien, just do it anyway. God. I, I can't think of a more just uninspiring hire. Um, bef- before we get there, because we will get there, there's still one more game to be played. Um, Saturday very likely will be the end of the Ed Orgeron era, short of a, uh, short of a miracle. Well, miracle is a strong word, but you don't, I, you don't see a, a way this team wins. Do you max? Well, I mean, like, honestly, I think the score is going to be low enough that it's mildly close because Texas A&M's offense is, is fucking terrible. Um, and LSU's defense is playing lights out right now. So like I could really see it being a decently close game. And I mean, at that point, who knows, you know, a fumble return for a touchdown, a blocked kick, like with thin margins, you know, those kind of things can happen. Um, but like, probably not. I, like I, I think the more reasonable thing is that it's like a ten nothing final. It's going to be awful. So you're thinking it'd be something like uh, last year's game where it's like twenty to seven, a hideous. Oh yeah, game. yeah, so, sort of like. Except I think the defense, LSU defense, plays a little bit better than that, and the offense plays a little bit worse. And I remember that game last season. Just thinking like, and you know, it's the same logic you could use for this year's Alabama game, this year's Arkansas game. Where you're like, God, man, if, if they even had half of who they're missing, they win this game. Or if they had even semi-decent quarterback play, they win this game. It, 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 I, I've read that LSU is kind of treating this game as like their Super Bowl, and it is in Baton Rouge, and it is Ed Orgeron's definitely last game in Tiger Stadium. May not be his last game on the sidelines. Uh, I would assume it would be. I, 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 I can't imagine him coaching the bowl game. But um, this seems like a, a kitchen sink. Throw everything you got at Texas A&M. They can't win the West. Yeah, maybe they can make a New Year's Six belt Bowl. Experience amazing. Oh, sorry about that. Experience amazing, and that that would be an amazing win if uh, if you could if you could pull off the upset, ruin A&M season. That would be experience amazing. Well, I mean, A&M seasons like at this point, like they were they they were going into the season thinking they were going to make the playoff. Um. And they're not. Uh, so, like, no, I also don't think – I mean, I don't know what the – I haven't looked at, like, the New Year's Six situation, but, like, I don't think they're going to make it. Like, I mean, because I don't think Alabama is going to make the playoff is the thing. Uh, yeah. Like, like they're. I think they're going to end up with – obviously probably going to end up with two losses, and they'd have to bust some precedent to get in. Uh, so, like, 
I don't think so. At which point, like, you're behind Alabama and Ole Miss. Like, Ole Miss at that point, well, I guess it would be Alabama in the Sugar Bowl at that point. Uh, but, like, you're behind Alabama. You're behind Ole Miss. Honestly, you're probably behind, like, Kentucky. Well, like, you're probably even with, like, Kentucky. So, I mean, no, I, I think they'll probably go to, like, the Outback Bowl or something stupid, uh, which which is no fun. Like, that's – that's they. I, I don't know. I don't think they have, like – a whole bunch to play for. Uh, Hard disagree. Hard disagree on Outback Bowl not being fun. My junior year of Tiger Band, we went to the Outback Bowl. It was a fantastic trip. Uh, yeah, so, was uh, that the Iowa game? It was. It was the Iowa. Yeah, I was at that game. Yeah, I was at that game. I was in. I was. I was in. I was in the Keys fishing, and my dad and I uh, drove up that morning to uh, Tampa. And went to the game. Yeah, that was. It was. You know. Yeah, it was fun, but like, I mean, if LSU, well, I mean, LSU did go into the season that year with a decent, like, a little bit of excitement, um, got up to number six, then lost to Georgia. So, I mean, like, I don't know, uh, but like, considering how even the significance of bowl games has even fallen since then, so like, I mean, that was before players didn't want to play in them. Yeah, that that was before like the uh, McCaffrey. Yeah, McCaffrey and Fournette. Well, Fournette, I guess Fournette, Fournette was misunderstood because he didn't play. He's like because he had an ankle, and he's like, "All right, I might as well not play with an ankle issue." And it, and then McCaffrey is like, "Oh yeah, no, I'm not playing." And then everybody credits Leonard Fournette with starting the precedent. But yeah, I, I can't believe how it, it hadn't even been two years since I'm, I'm looking at my spare bedroom. I'm looking at the advocates. Top Cats headlined. I've got that postered in this room. It that ain't even twenty four months ago, and now we're we may not even make the Gasparilla Bowl. How how did we get here? Well, Ed Orgeron forgot he had to do his job, uh, and they basically didn't have a head coach for two years. Yeah, it's just there needs to be a culture reset, and Orgeron leaving, obviously, and if you get the right person. And I think that feeds directly into the biggest news surrounding LSU football this week. Uh, Elias Ricks transferring out or putting his name in the portal. We, we do need to clarify. You can put your name in the portal. That doesn't mean you left officially. You can pull your name back out. Maybe if LSU hires the right coach, which we'll talk about later on, maybe that person can re-recruit him back to campus. Um, but it sure feels like this is goodbye for what will probably be the number one corner taken in next next April's 2023 draft. Oh, I don't know about that. That's like, I mean, Eli Ricks has sort of only had one season. Yeah. I mean, and it was like, granted, Derek Stingley sort of did too, but it was like the best season ever by a freshman. But I mean, yeah, but like, I, I don't really care that Ricks transferred, honestly. Uh, like, because LSU doesn't have contending aspirations next year in year one of a new coach. Like I understand that people think they do, but they, they sort of don't. Um, and like, I feel like it's, it's just important to get the new coaches players in there, uh, and build, you know, the contender in two years when Rick's would sort of be gone anyway. Um, so like, honestly, like I, I, I sort of hope he goes contender chasing a little bit because he, look, he was sold, a 15 and 0 program yeah. and he's going to go compete for national championships and LSU didn't live up to their end of the bargain. Yeah. Our, and our, I get our, it. Like I, I encourage him to go, like go transfer to Ohio state. Like they need a corner. 
our friend uh, Will on Twitter kind of said the same thing. Uh, LSU didn't hold it. I, I don't begrudge any, any of these kids who are going to leave because there are we need you need to brace yourself for it. There's going to be more kids leaving. It's just a matter of who and how impactful they are. But it's it's like you said. It's like Will said. You were billed like, hey, you come to LSU, we're going to keep this 15-0-2019 train rolling. We're going to be right back in, uh, was it Miami last year? We're going to be in Miami in 2021. We're going to be in Indianapolis or in 2022. We're going to be back. We're going to be doing this. And in two years, it's you're one game under 500. You haven't – you're not going to go to a bowl game for two consecutive years get out, you know, they don't owe you anything. They didn't live up to your end of the bargain. I don't begrudge Rick's or any of these dudes, anything if they leave. Yeah, certainly not. Like, uh, it's as long as you don't lose so many players that it's a total disaster. Like it's, it's fine. It's fine to lose a few guys in this situation. It's all right. Um, and let me go back to one thing you asked Max or said, um, when you said LSU doesn't have, or probably won't have championship aspirations next season, even with a, a new coach, what do you think the ceiling is, though? I mean, I don't know. I Like, it depends on how many people stay and who they get. But, like, at the same time, like, you're you're playing out – like, you're in the same division as Alabama. Like, you're not going to go – you're probably not going to the playoff next year uh, in year one of a new head coach unless you, like, keep everybody uh, and your recruiting class from last year ends up fantastic. Neither of which, like – I mean, I guess the recruiting class maybe end up really good, but like, I don't really like it. You have to be so good to come out of the SEC when Alabama and Georgia are the way that they are. Like, they're and it, it's you know, look, maybe if they were the ACC, I'd say yeah, they've got playoff aspirations year one with a new head coach, but like they're not. Do you think a New Year Six is too high of a ceiling? Oh well, it depends on who stays. I I absolutely think they could go. They could have like a fiesta. You know, remember the Fiesta Bowl year, something like that. Yeah. I think they could definitely do that. But that depends on who stays. But I don't think like I don't think that is so important that like keeping Eli Ricks is this. You're losing Eli Ricks is this. Oh no! It's it's this is terrible. Yeah, it's, it, like, it's whatever. It's yeah. fine. Like, yeah. There are there are more important things going on. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of the same way. Um, there's there's just too many variables. You don't know who else is going to transfer out. You don't know who else from the recruiting class you might lose. You've already lost um, Aaron Anderson, who flipped to Alabama. Although weirdly enough, they haven't had any defectors from the class that I can recall since uh, since Orgeron was uh, the separation agreement. I believe is the proper term to put it. Um, you don't know who's going to transfer in. You know, you there. There's the the one-time waiver where right. schools can replace up to seven players. So theoretically, LSU can be bringing in 32 new players, uh, 25 high school and or high school JUCO, I guess, and seven you know D1 athletes or uh, current D1 athletes, I should say. That's that's a lot of variables. You, you know, you don't you don't even know who the coach is going to be, the position coaches who's going to leave from other schools. There's so much we don't know. Maybe we can revisit this in, you know, May, June, even maybe after signing day, probably is even a better, uh, a sooner estimate. Um, Good one. What, what did I say? A sooner estimate. Uh, uh, Max, are you hearing something? 
You know, yeah, my sources are telling me that folks, I'm getting breaking news from Max Escondo right now. Yeah, my sources are telling me that uh what the hell are we doing? Why isn't Billy Napier or Dave Aranda been named the head coach yet? All right, yeah, let's we can probably beat we can stop beating around this. We're gonna get to it now. Let's let's assume Saturday it's a loss. You're five and seven. Orgeron de era's done. What is, what is Sunday, Monday, Tuesday? What does it look like? Do they have their guy? Are we going to be on this podcast next week saying, welcome, head coach X, to LSU? What, what, what do you think happens? Who do you think it is? When do you think it is? Or does it even happen? Well, I mean, like, I feel like if it doesn't happen, uh, then – well, it depends. Like, if Lincoln Riley wins, if they win Bedlam, which I do not think they will, uh, if they win Bedlam and LSU doesn't name a head coach, like, I feel like Scott Woodward's going to still be trying for uh, Lincoln Riley. Um, at which point, Billy Napier will go to Florida. Uh, Dave Aranda would, pro- I think, will go to USC because uh, that makes so much sense. That makes a ton of sense. And I think he should take that job. Um, but, like, at that point, like, you better get him. Uh, but I don't know. Like, I certainly hope Oklahoma loses. Uh, just so, you know, we could potentially have a resolution on that. And you're not waiting too, too long if he's not the guy. Uh, so you could maybe swoop in, grab Dave Aranda, maybe swoop in, grab Billy Napier before. Although, they're not, like, Scott Woodward has way too much weird pride to uh, go get Billy Napier. Like, apparently, like... I don't know. I've been reading that he hasn't even like had him on the radar, which is malpractice. Then I've then again, I've also read that he's down to three finalists, including Napier. I don't know. I don't think anybody knows anything, but like, man, this has real, real go wrong potential. If you're putting all your chips on Lincoln Riley, those two guys, uh, Napier and Aranda go elsewhere. You refuse to hire Lane Kiffin and you end up with like, Bill O'Brien or Mark Stoops Uh, because if you fired your national championship winning coach and paid his fat buyout to go hire Bill O'Brien, I'm, I'm going to be upset. And like Mark Stoops is a good coach. Mark Stoops is very much a, we're going to go nine and three every year and like it coach. Um, But he's a good football coach, but Bill O'Brien would be just such a funny hire from an outside. Like if you're not an LSU fan, you're laughing real hard at LSU. If they go get Bill O'Brien, can't wait till he trades, uh, (laughs) <laughs> Can't we really trades Kayshawn Boutte for a a running back, for a place kicker? <laughs> yeah, right. He's gonna. Well, I mean, you know, it's gonna. That's that's fine. If it's Cole Tracy or you know KD. Well, yeah, yeah. Go, yeah. Trade your best receiver for a kicker. Um, bring Jack Easterby in as your Austin Thomas <laughs> while you're at it. You know, let's 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 do this. Let's let's go full Texans. Let's be the biggest idiots in the SEC. Uh which I mean, look, Bill O'Brien was part of that. Like, granted, he had some success, uh, and he's not a he's not a terrible football coach. But like, I mean, he's not. Come on, what are we doing? Like, at that point, just give Orgeron another chance. Yeah. I just the word I keep hovering around. If when I hear Bill O'Brien LSU, I, I just nausea. You know, it's like, oh god, yeah, no, this, absolutely, this not. is the best we're doing. Um, the Napier stuff is interesting because it, it uh, someone tweeted out there was a an online sports book somewhere that 
coach said that Florida has taken – you can't bet on who the next Florida coach is going to be. That's off the yeah. books now. So that s- seems to indicate they've got their guy, and everyone assumes it's going to be Billy Napier. And uh, and I called my dad yesterday or two days ago about it, and we were on the phone for about two hours. And uh, it's like, man, you you better get your guy because this Napier thing looks like it, it could work out. And, you know, Woodward has this reputation as a big game hunter. And right now that seems kind of foolhardy to just yeah, be I mean, so dismissive of the ULL coach. That, that man's built a really good program. Oh, and- Billy, Billy Napier is, Billy Napier is awesome. Like he is, there's so, he checks so many boxes. I mean, he has big program experience. You know, he's an assistant for Dabo, including a rumor where he punched Dabo in the <laughs> face, which is awesome. That's awesome. Uh, Dabo sucks. That's, that's just great. Uh, so he apparently knocked out Dabo, checks that box. Um, he, you know, assisted at Alabama. He recruit. He like wasn't he Saban's, you know, Louisiana recruiter too. Like I feel yeah. like I read that somewhere. Uh, he was obviously you know on staff. Um, so like he knows, he knows how to operate in those big program settings. Like he knows what it takes. He knows all the things you need to do. All the you know, booster relations and the all all of that stuff. Like he he understands it, um, and we know he knows how to to coach a football team because he's done it at an absurd level at UL. Uh, he's built them into a just an absolute power in the Sun Belt. Uh, and I mean, he's an offensive guy, but like his defensive hires have been unbelievable. Like his last defensive coordinator was Ron Roberts, who is just unbelievable, awesome, awesome, great coordinator. He's now Dave Aranda's coordinator at Baylor, uh, and his current coordinator Patrick Tony is a Broyles Award semifinalist. So like, he's an offensive guy whose record of hiring on the defensive end is unbelievable. So like, that's. We know he knows how to assemble staff. We know he knows how to recruit. We know he knows the area and all the high school coaches that he'll be talking to for recruits. Yeah. We know he knows – like he's recruiting the same schools. Like he's just recruiting different kids. Yeah, I was about to say, I, um, think that's, I think that's an important point. Because at UL, he couldn't get those ki- the, the, the kids at Rommel or uh, Catholic Baton Rouge or West Monroe. If he's suddenly now like, yo, man, I'm the LSU coach. You can get any of those kids – any of those kids. Yeah, and like, he, know, he knows the area. Like, he, we know he's a regional fit, uh, which is, you know, a, that's that's a thing that, like, Joe Moorhead was not a regional fit at Mississippi State, not a cultural fit uh, and everything. And that and that sort of hurt uh, the relationship there. I thought Joe Moorhead did an okay job at Mississippi State. I thought he could have done a – I thought if they gave him more of a chance, he would have built something, but they didn't. Um, and, like, I, it's – it just makes so much sense. But I mean, look, it, if, you know, it gets to Sunday or whatever, and Lincoln Riley's named the LSU head coach, this is, is meaningless because that means he had a realistic shot at Riley, which you take Lincoln Riley's awesome. Like he's one of the best coaches in the entire country. We know, we know what he can do at a huge school. He's a, he's a slam dunk. He's a grand slam hire, but, but if that isn't, like really solid and you can't get him and you miss Billy Napier, who is just a perfect fit, who has a great resume, who is 
I think, you know, just such an obvious choice for this job and such a natural fit. If you miss out on that and let him go to Florida, who has an argument to be LSU's biggest rival, and you miss out on Dave Aranda, who is awesome, who's doing a great job at Baylor, who is, you know, one of the best defensive minds in the entire sport, uh, who also has done a good job hiring on the offensive side of the ball with Jeff Grimes. Like, I mean, and of course, Lane Kiffin. We're, we're not even talking about the fact that they won't even hire, like, won't even look at Lane Kiffin. They, they won't even. Because, and, and it's the worst kept secret in football that Lane wants the LSU job. I know. Everyone, he, everyone knows he, it. Yeah. He would totally take, I mean, he would take this job in a heartbeat. Like, and Lane Kiffin is the best offensive mind in college football. He's gotten Ole Miss into New Year's six position after inheriting basically Hugh Freeze's disaster in sort of. I mean, because Matt Luke was there. But, like, after basically inheriting Hugh Freeze's disaster in year two, he's done that. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, yeah, he's got, you know, the question of who he's going to hire as defensive coordinator. But, like, you know, whatever. Sort of a question with Lincoln Riley, too. Uh like to not even give that to 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 potentially miss out on Kiffin, Aranda, and Napier all because you went big game hunting for Jimbo Fisher for some reason, yeah. and then Lincoln Riley, and you didn't have a good enough sh- like you have to come home with something like you're you know it, yes it's big game hunting but you're hunting for food here yeah. like you're not you're not sport hunting so if you come home with nothing you starve like you can't come home with Bill O'Brien yeah. I've been sitting on this thought for a couple of days and PK, if you need to bleep this, it's fine. Um, here's, here's my thoughts on the LSU coaching search. And as it seems that we're on the, the final weekend of some kind of resolution in some shape or form, the last two coaches that have, the last two head coaches have been, I would say more characters than actual football coaches. And I'm so tired of that. I'm tired of, Les Miles, the Mad Hatter, or Ed Orgeron, he's the shrimp boat captain. Y'all, 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 look how funny he talks. Ha ha, isn't that funny? It's cute when you're winning, I guess. But when you're slogging through five and six seasons, or even Les's seasons, like eight, it was Les's worst season was eight and five, but you know, you could count on NFL production. It's just, it was ugly football. But yeah, yeah, yeah. when it gets bad, the character, ter- the caricature shit is like, dude, get out. I'm tired of this. Yeah. And yeah, like, but um, like, yeah, but that means that I, that does make it more tiresome, but that sort of means that the real problem is that they can't coach. Not that they're a character. Yeah. yeah. Like if, if the guy can coach, I don't care. Lane Kiffin is a character. Uh, and sort of, I mean, he's sort of a, a cartoon character of like a frat boy football coach. He's, but like, I mean, the guy can coach and win, uh, but, like, yeah, I sort of get it. Like, you do need a representative of the program, um, which, like, I get I get passing on Lane Kiffin for those reasons, even if I haven't in the past and even if I really, really like him. I get it. I don't get it if you're going to end up with Bill O'Brien. And, and I just go like, back to, like, after um, like after the, the A&M game – or, I'm sorry, the ULM game, it, it, Ed said in his Monday presser, he's like, oh, I'll, I was so excited for you for Texas A&M. I ripped my shirt off. I was like, dude, you're five and six. No one wants to hear this. Yeah, right. Like, yeah, he doesn't care. He's like, you know, Avery Atkins threw that pick on the fake punt. He's like, yeah, whatever. My bad. My bad. Which he said, my bad. I thought that was hilarious. 
I don't care. He's, you know, he's he's fired. Ed, your comment on Elias Rick's transfer. Oh, I didn't see oh that. My God. I guess I'll have oh to talk God. to him. What do you mean you don't oh, know? Yeah. He's like, he's like, oh, wait. Yeah, cool. He transferred. I guess that's true. You know, I don't know. I can talk uh, to his mom, I guess. Yeah. It's like, uh, I haven't talked to him. Who, who, who's that actually? Like, oh, he played here. Interesting. <laughs> God, I just, it's, I'm tired of it. And, you know, yeah, just, yeah, I'm, I'm done with it. Like, I, I, I don't want to deal with this in a bowl game. Like, please, let's, let's be done with this. What do you think happens if, because, Obviously, if they win, they're they're going bowling, and you would assume we're, we're assuming LSU's going to have its head coach in place some point next week, probably early next week. But obviously, that that person's not going to coach them in the bowl game. So what what happens? And we we've talked about how no one's comfortable being the interim. So you're going to bring Ed out for one more one more neutral in the fucking trap. Oh my god, that would be so funny. Ed Orgeron just like lame duck coaches game in the swamp. Oh, that would be hilarious. It'd be so bad. It'd probably be bad for the program, but oh my god, it would be so funny. And the people saying like, "We'll just turn down the bowl invitation." No, you don't turn down a bowl invitation. You do the practices. You use that to build your spring. You have to do the bowl if you go bowling. But yeah, but <laughs> who's gonna lead it? Uh, I give Corey Raymond his game at that point. Who cares? It's a yeah, bowl. I guess. But then again, you have to do the practices, and those are kind of important. Uh, I don't know. Like, I don't know. Who Who cares? Like, <laughs> just please don't win. And I hate this. I want to win because I want to further ruin A&M season and make them go, we're spending how much on Jimbo Fisher? Yeah, no, that's the funny thing. Like, I, I, I want them, I want them to be upset about, about paying Jimbo Fisher, like, the the worth of like ten oil rigs. Like, that would be so funny. It's, but, uh, I don't know. Like, the other thing is like, it's all just it all just seems silly because of how important the coaching hire is, like, to worry about this kind of stuff. But like, oh god, it seems like it'd be such a mess. Like, I don't think you're going to get that much out of those practices. Like, you're not developing people, you know, in the systems that you're going to run next year. Like, you're not, I don't know. It just, it doesn't seem that productive. Just lose. And actually, speaking of AM, right quick, you don't think it's Jimbo anymore, do you? Or did you ever think it was oh, Jimbo? I hope not. I, I, think, I doubt it. I think that's past, too. I, I think yeah. whatever momentum there was, it's kind of gone out the window. Um, he he's done the whole like I'm not denying it, but I'm denying it stuff. But it's been really compelling, especially on the recruiting trail. When what did he say? Like I'd be the dumbest guy on the earth to recruit all these guys just to leave them and coach against them. It's like I, yeah, I get what you're saying. Um, but I, I think that it it sounds as though Woodward has like won't give up on him. I can't quit you, babe. But it doesn't sound like yeah. it's going to happen. When we were when we were in the uh, this podcast web room or whatever yesterday, PK and I were uh, we were talking about how Jimbo or um, Scott Woodward 
when Texas A&M is leaving Baton Rouge, is going to run through airport security <laughs> as, uh, as Jimbo Fisher is boarding the plane. And, you know, Jimbo, wait! And he's going to turn around, and he's going to hire him. That's that's what's going to happen. Uh, Carrying a blank so check. I think that's my unofficial prediction at this point, uh, is that he uh, he runs you know runs through security, maybe gets a, gets a golf cart ride from, like, one of the people at check-in is like, oh, we, you know, we've got trained for this. It's, it's a co- like, you know, the, they did that uh, that Family Guy cutaway where it was basically one of those um, where it's like, oh, we're trained for this. And they get in the uh, the golf cart and they drive through security just to stop, you know, your, uh, your like, semi-estranged lover from getting on that plane and leaving your life forever. Uh and that's, yeah, that's, yeah, that's what I think he's going to, I feel like he's going to try to do that. Uh, Cause Scott Woodward is obsessed with Jimbo Fisher. Like that's obvious. And the, the check, and it's weird because he's so mediocre. And the check is going to read pay to the amount of infinity dollars to yeah, Jimbo like, Fisher. Yeah. W- yeah. We're going to, uh, our, our actual academic budget just went to zero. Um, <laughs> it's, all, cause, it's all gone to Jimbo. Yeah. Like we'll name all our buildings after you. Um, yeah, like it's gonna be. I, I don't understand why he's willing to pay Jimbo Fisher like twelve million dollars. Like, what are you doing, Jimbo Fisher's less miles? Jimbo Fisher Stadium at Alex Box Field at Skip Bertman's Field. Oh my it's god! Gonna be it's gonna be the Jimbo Fisher yeah, Assembly it's... Center. <laughs> the. Uh... The JFAC instead of the PMAC. Yeah. Oh my god! I hate Jimbo Fisher. I do not want him to be the head coach of LSU. That would be a nightmare. What What does a win Saturday look like, Max? I don't know if we've actually discussed it, but I know we said could it happen. But like, if you beat A and M, what's the recipe for beating A and M? It's going to be low scoring, ugly as hell, and Zach Calzada throws a stupid pick six, and that, and you win like fourteen ten on that. Like you score one touchdown, maybe because you take over in good field position, you hit a big play, and you went like you know they scored two touchdowns against Alabama, so like they could you know score a touchdown, and then Zach Calzada because he's terrible and that offense is terrible, throws a pick six, and all of a sudden it's fourteen ten, and they just get nothing going. And like LSU actually could win this game, like they really could. Texas A and M can't, like they almost lost to Colorado. They should have uh... lost to Colorado. Can Ed Ingram block? Uh, is it Demarvin Leal? Is that his name? Oh uh, no, he definitely can't. Like uh, nobody, nobody can. They're not going to be able to block any of those guys. And like Mike Elko does so much to scheme up pressure and to uh, manipulate your protections and make you wrong that like Max Johnson is going to get his bell rung. Uh, but so is Zach Calzada because LSU is going to zero blitz the hell out of him. And Zach Calzada is not a good enough processor to make quick decisions under pressure. So he's just going to panic, hold the ball, and, you know, get his chin strap knocked into his skull. Uh, so it, it, it's going to be an unfun game for both those quarterbacks. Uh, but, like, honestly, like, LSU could win. Because I mean, anytime you have such a close, low-scoring game, like, weird things happen. Like, we've seen that a million times in the Les Miles era where they somebody hits a punt return and you win on that. Or a fake field goal. <laughs> <laughs> why call it why do that against ulm my bad uh, <laughs> that was awesome i love lame duck coaches we need to have more of them thanks thanks ed um 
I was at Tiger Stadium when it looked like it would have been Les's last game against AM. And the whole night was weird. And I said to the guy next, it was, it was my senior night too. And I said to the guy next to me, I was like, damn, he's not coming back, is he? And he's like, and my friend Lane said, it doesn't seem like it. And then they carried off Les and it was this whole weird thing. And, you know, the, and then Joe Oliva, what he peed next to Tom Cruise. And suddenly they're like, let's keep Les. And I'm scared. That was that game? Yeah, that was that game. I thought game. that was Ross Dellinger. That oh, was a Ross that he peed next to? Yeah, because I feel like that was Ross. I, I don't know why I remember this so clearly, but I feel like it was Ross Dellinger at the Florida game that year. If that's right, that's weird that I remember that, honestly. Anyway, I just remember someone. Somebody, you should remember. <laughs> somebody pissed next to Tom Cruise. Yeah, someone pissed next to Tom Cruise, and then they're like, oh, man, we can't fire Les Miles. Look at how much they love him. Let's keep the guy. Yeah, and no, I'm so, Tom shut up. And I'm so scared of the whole, well, Coach O's one of us. Let's give him one more chance. I'm like, no. Just, yeah, no, but the agreement's already written. Just let this go. Signed. Just let it go. Like, the agreement's already signed. Otherwise, I would also be sort of scared of that, especially if they didn't get their guy. Um, and Scott Woodward's like, ah, oh, screw it. But, like, no, they can't do that now. They've announced he's fired. They've They've signed the agreement. He's fired. Which means, you know, Mark Stoops and Bill O'Brien are going to be co-head coaches uh, after after uh, after Scott Woodward after he gets left at the altar by both Jimbo and Lincoln Riley and has too much pride to go for Dave Aranda, Billy Napier. I mean, like it, it's honestly, it is pride that he didn't interview Billy Napier. There's no other reason. Billy Napier is a great candidate. Like he's at least worth a, an interview and you know, like a phone call. Like he's such an obvious fit, but like, oh, we're too good for the Sun Belt coach. Like, okay, guess what? Like Nick Saban, didn't he coach at Toledo? Nope. Who, like, come on. Who was who Nick Saban at Michigan State? Yeah, he was okay, yeah. I guess. So, yeah, I mean, like Ed Orgeron was your D line coach. Granted, that was you know sort of a up and down hire, but like, I mean, Urban Meyer was Utah's coach. Like, I guess that's. Wasn't was Utah wasn't even in the Power Five at that point, and right? I, and I think he was at Bowling Green before that. Yeah, he was at Bowling Green before yeah. that. Like, so, so everybody starts yeah. somewhere, you know? Yeah, I mean, like, I under I understand the hesitance to hire the the hot uh, group of five coach because, like, Tom Herman was a perfect, perfect big hire, right? He had, you know, success as a coordinator at a uh, a big school at Ohio State. Uh, he made Houston dominant for, like, three years in the American. And, like, he seemed like such a perfect big hire. Now, my hot take about Tom Herman is that he didn't actually do a bad job and that he shouldn't have been fired. But, like, I mean, and, and I also think Texas isn't that good of a job because, like, they weren't, ever really good before Mac Brown. Uh, Mac Brown was sort of the outlier. And like now they're just like this dysfunctional booster intervening mess. And I think that it's so, it's so institutionally ingrained as a mess that like, like my conspiracy theory is that Tom, I don't know if this counts, but like Tom Herman, if he gets hired at LSU instead, if he accepts the LSU job in 2016, he's still there and he's doing great. That's my theory. I think he would have done great. I think he did a fine job at Texas. Anyway, people are still hesitant 
I think, because of that and because of Scott Frost not panning out, which also seemed like a total great hire. But, like, I mean, LSU has the infrastructure, the recruiting base, all of that to succeed at a high level. It's a really good system. It's a really good situation. Like, Billy Napier would do great here. Like, he would. And it's ridiculous that they haven't given him a look. Um, and, like, unless you are, like, 99% sure Lincoln Riley's going to take that job, then hire Billy Napier, hire Dave Aranda. Dave Aranda, I mean, he's been here recently. He knows everybody. Uh, he, you know, knows how to recruit the area at least a little bit. Uh, he'd bring Meatball back, uh, which is great. He'd bring Jeff Grimes back probably, which is fantastic. Like, I mean, it's, you really, you really, like, the su- the sucky thing about LSU hiring Bill O'Brien or Mark Stoops, if that ends up happening, is you literally just didn't have to. It, it would be just such an uninspired hire. It, it, it'd be an unforced one. Like, it's not like, it's not like, oh, everybody else said no when we were down to this. Like, no, you didn't, you could have hired Dave Randy, you could have hired Billy Napier at that point. Yeah, you, you you say screw it and hire Lane Kiffin, honestly, before Bill O'Brien and Mark Stoops, even though Mark Stoops, I don't want to shit on Mark Stoops like he's Bill O'Brien because Mark Stoops is a good football coach. But like, and, and honestly, he could probably do really solid things here. But like, man, like make an inspired hire. Dave Aranda, Billy Napier, if you're sure you can get him Lincoln Riley, but like, I doubt it. I think he's going to stay. He meaning Riley? Riley, yeah. Okay. I I think it's – there's not a lot of recent precedent for somebody jumping ship at a really currently successful and stable power to another. Yeah. Like that's that's tough. And and so to recap, guys, it, it really, in a bizarre way, it sounds like the future of LSU football kind of hinges on Bedlam this Saturday night. Um, Maybe. If he's, if he's interested in the job, like – I mean, if he's if he's interested in the job enough to take it, like he'll still take it in two weeks after Bedlam. Like, I don't think he's like, if I lose, I'm out. If I win, I'm staying. I don't think that's realistic. But like, they just in case they should definitely still show Bedlam on the video board at Tiger Stadium on Saturday. <laughs> it's, just, it's gonna be final score: Oklahoma State thirteen, Oklahoma ten, and Tiger Stadium's gonna fucking blow up. Imagine hearing about like. Bedlam being this defensive battle three years ago. Like, remember when it was Mason Rudolph and Baker Mayfield and they were just dropping bombs on each other and it was like 90 to 85. And I mean, like, yeah, the Big 12, you know, went full air raid and their defense is adapted and they're, they're they're struggling a little bit to, uh, to counter. I mean, Lincoln Riley's done a good job, obviously. Their offense is still really good. But Oklahoma State has a top five defense in the whole country, which is really weird when you think about it. Uh, and think about it in context of the Mike Gundy era as a whole. Like, but, you know, their defense is elite, and Oklahoma's offense has struggled in the last, you know, few games when they've played good defenses like Baylor and uh, Iowa State. I think Oklahoma State's going to win. It would sort of suck if they don't. But, yeah, LSU needs to show that on the video board with a, you know, a border that says Lincoln Riley watch, which would be electric. <laughs> Just keep like a camera on him too the whole time. Yeah, right? Just a little <laughs> Just camera like, in the corner. Every, analyze every little tick of body motion. Like, what does it mean? Yeah, the whole time you're uh, video shopping. I don't know if that's a thing. 
uh, just LSU gear on him while he coaches the Oklahoma game. <laughs> somebody, somebody needs to be a legend and sacrifice their job running the video board for that. Um, let's close out with this. Since it's Thanksgiving Eve, what are you having tomorrow, Max? What's on the menu at the Toscano house? Uh, let's see. We're having fried turkey, mm-hmm. uh, sweet potatoes and marshmallows. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got a honey glazed ham. Uh, we obviously got, you know, stuffing mashed potatoes, crescent rolls. Uh, there's other stuff too. We've got pecan pie, mm. uh, because like I'm basically the only one who wants it, so you know I had to have it. Uh, having apple pie, pumpkin pie, and you know other stuff that you know I'll, I'll find out tomorrow. That's that's my mom's purview. Yeah, so I'm in Nashville. I work at one of the hot chicken joints in Nashville, uh, so I actually get to go home with a hot chicken turkey. Very excited to try that. Um, I'll have that. Have some green beans. I'm going to try to make friend of the website, uh, world's greatest tailgater, Zach Rao. I'm going to try and recreate his smoked macaroni. Don't have a smoker, but I'm going to try and oven bake it. He tweeted out his recipe a couple weeks ago. I'm going to try my best to recreate it. Um, also going to have pecan pie. That's a must. That's just, yeah, for th- sure. that is, that is Thanksgiving, you know, it not, really is. Not, not, and, and not even Turkey. My family gets it. Nobody in my family gets it, but it is. Um, well, I, I apply as well. I'm a, I'm a pie man personally. I prefer vastly prefer pie over cakes. Oh, um, for sure. So yeah. much better. Uh, hell, what else are we doing? Oh, cornbread. Love cornbread. Yeah. Oh yeah. I think we're having cornbread too. I'm not sure. It's going to be gluten-free cause the goat can't have a uh, gluten. That's okay. Found some really, some damn good gluten-free cornbread. Uh, and we're going to have some kind of, it's not mashed potatoes. But I'm blanking on the word. It's like, there, you, you dice them. Um, uh, I, I might worry about it. Um, is, that, is that what scallop potatoes yeah, yeah, are? Something like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That word. Uh, that. It'll be, be be a good time. Uh, my first actual Thanksgiving in Nashville, I've uh, I've gone home. I've, I've been living in Nashville. This is my third Thanksgiving since moving, but the last or the first two I've gone back home to Baton Rouge for them. This is my first one in uh, in Nashville. Crazy thing about not living in Louisiana, uh, the trees actually change color. And it's still a really cool sight for me to see. I'm sure they do that in, in uh, Connecticut. But my first fall, oh, they sure do. I was like, oh, my God, red leaves. I thought that was a myth. Oh, yeah, it's not. It, it, it's it's sort of like past the peak up here. Like late October is they're gorgeous. The further north you go, like if you get into Vermont and Maine, like, forget about it. It's nuts up there. What I am not going to do tomorrow is watch my godforsaken Saints play because I I want to enjoy my day, and I don't want to ruin it watching a third-string quarterback. And, yeah, I'm going to watch the Egg Bowl instead. I'll watch, Egg Bowl? I can't wait for the Egg Bowl. I'll watch King of um, the Hill instead, too. watch the Charlie Brown Thanksgiving special instead. But I'm going to pretend the Must. Saints don't even exist tomorrow night. Yeah, I mean, like – Honestly, the Saints, I don't want to say the Saints might win, but the Saints might win. Uh, I mean, the, the Bills lost to the Jaguars and then the Colts. Uh, like, Josh Allen's playing garbage football right now. Uh, that offense isn't that good. Uh, and the Saints' defense is still, like, one of the best in the NFL. Dennis Allen is the man. 
So, like, I could see that being just a 6-3. Well, not actually because it's the NFL, but, like, I don't know, like a 13-10 game that everyone hates. So, yeah, watch watch the Egg Bowl. If you're watching that game instead of the Egg Bowl, like, I don't know. You need – you need – you got to you gotta get some stuff sorted out. That's crazy. All right. Um, I think that just about wraps it up. Poser, unfortunately, doesn't look like he's going to make it in time. But uh, hopefully next week we'll have the whole gang together. And um, almost more than likely, I would assume – we'll have a head coach to talk about and let, let's just when we hop back on this podcast, Max, who's the next LSU head, uh, who's the next LSU head coach. All right. My official prediction, my official, this is who I think is going to be the head coach. I think the head coach is going to be Mark Stoops. I, I, I it's, 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 I, I don't, I'm not lucky enough in sports to have Lincoln Riley. I want Lincoln Riley so bad at this point because he's great, but I'm not that lucky. My t- I'm a Mets fan. I don't get these things. <laughs> like, yeah, it's going to be Mark Stoops, and we're we're going to go nine and three until forever. My prediction: I think Dave's going to come back home to us. I um, hope so. That would be awesome. It'll be it'll be a good time because. Dave spent how many years at LSU looking at Les Miles and Ed Orgeron side-eyed going, man, if these guys can yeah, do right? this, imagine what – they don't even know what they're doing. I know what I'm doing. We're going to – we're going to uh, – what, what did Ed say after they got shut out against Alabama? We coming? Yeah. It, actually get someone who knows what they're doing, I think we'll be right back. Uh, but that's that's my uh, – I'll say Dave Aranda. Uh Hopefully, when we hop back on next week, uh, I won't be feeling nauseous because we hired Mark Stoops or Bill O'Brien or some of the of the of the like. Uh, and actually, someone I would can... be, I would be ext- like if it's Dave Aranda, I, I wouldn't be as excited as if it were Lincoln Riley, but I would be pretty close. Like he's great. If we get Dave Aranda, we'll do a Twitter space and we'll just uh, high five each other over Twitter spaces for like an hour. Oh, absolutely! That would just yeah, that would just be clapping. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, we did it. <laughs> yeah, we you know we sure did it. We we we, we, we did it. Max Max, you we, we, we did Aranda. this shit. <laughs> we did. Yeah, it. well, I mean, we forced the guy. Well, we got we got lucky enough that Jimbo Fisher wanted to stay somewhere. Um, Otherwise, Jimbo Fisher would be. We all know Jimbo Fisher would be getting twelve million dollars from LSU if he wanted it. Uh, and hopefully, that doesn't. That that's not the case. Uh, yeah, no rom com scene. Stay out of the airport. <laughs> all right, guys. Thank y'all. Good night. Have a good Thanksgiving. Go Tigers. Thanks.